Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. <laughs> cute. That's cute. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What a weekend. I'm still on cloud nine. I literally woke up on Saturday morning and I was like, did that happen? Do you ever do that? Yes. If you guys did not see anything on our social media. We had our first live event on Friday. It could not have gone any better. I was shooketh to my core. Gwen Stefani, I wasn't even nervous, but the whole time I just kept staring at her going, we are here at a live event for our own podcast. And Gwen is the first guest and it's Gwen Stefani. It was crazy to me. I felt like everything happened so quickly. I mean, obviously we have been planning this for months and months and months but like day of it's like your wedding when just everything is happening so quickly and you're like just trying not to mess anything up or miss any steps and so I really truly feel like yes I was trying to be present and when we were there like in front of glam Angelinos who have been listening to us forever and then obviously Gwen Stefani like it was so surreal but I feel like it didn't really hit me until Saturday morning when I like had a full night of sleep and I was like, holy crap, it was so epic. Like, I know we have been waiting for so long to do a live event and I think it was worth the wait. It was. And afterwards, I told Sarah that I wish our our jobs were just to do a live show every single day. <laughs> Can someone just do that? Give us that job? <laughs> we just want a TV show. <laughs> Can someone make that happen? I would prefer for that to happen. We'll have Melissa Herkman do our makeup, Marlene on hair, and Patrick on photo. <laughs> Patrick got some amazing photos. Patrick, I didn't even know he was taking those photos. I was like, how are you doing all of these things at once? He's just the best. Well, what do you call a partner that's a manager, not like a momager? My man a my man, my man a He's so my good. man a Because he's beyond like Instagram boyfriend, husband. He's like a manager, manager. And when we were taking pics with the glams that came, first of all, it warmed my heart that a lot of you were like, we would have still come to this even if there wasn't a special guest, which thank you. I can't believe that was so sweet. It felt so nice to meet these people who we've seen on Instagram engage with our content, but truly like have been supporting us since day one. Yes. Many people said they felt like we were their friends, which warmed our hearts because that's the whole point of us doing this. We didn't want this to be a stuffy, holier than thou pod. We just wanted people to come and get our takes on things. We feel like we have something to offer and obviously, Sarah and I love each other and have a relationship and just feel like we wanted to, you know, share our camaraderie with everybody. I mean, even if people weren't listening, I feel like we would still be doing this. Oh, totally. It was 
such a special moment. It's nice to know there are people on the other end. Yeah, truly. I'm like, I see numbers, but I'm like, are these real? Like, what is this? So thank you to everyone that signed up. It was such an intimate event. We obviously couldn't have everybody there that signed up. And if y'all want, maybe we can do a meetup in the new year because Sarah's about to pop out a baby in a couple months. I got some time. She has some time. So maybe because we had so many people sign up, if you signed up because you actually just wanted to hang out with us and the glams and not see who the celebrity guest was, maybe we should do a meetup. That would be fun. Yeah, like a fun little mixer where we just like meet and talk about beauty and maybe get some brands to participate and give some samples away. I was telling Patrick, obviously, you know, we were putting this together and, you know, we're small. We're just doing what we can. And I thought it was a very nice event. You know, it was 30 or 40 people. It was filmed. Thank you to Vice and Refinery29 for that and making the set look gorgeous. Give was so incredible. Give is represented by an agency called Blended Strategy. They represent brands like Cali Rosa Tequila. So we had cocktails there with these signature drinks for Refinery29 in Los Angeles and Give. And then we had Shake Shack so y'all could eat and not drink on an empty stomach. And we had these amazing Give makeup bags that included a variety of different Give products that Sarah and I both love, as well as a new product that's launching in the new year that we cannot disclose on this particular podcast until January. But if you were in the audience, you got it. You got it. And if you were listening on Spotify Live, you heard what it was. I also wanted to shout out on the note of having tequila drinks at 11 a.m. on a Friday. We also want to thank Alto giving our listeners and attendees a code to get to the venue safely, which if you have not taken Alto, understandably, it might not be in your city. But if you're in L.A. and you haven't taken it, it is the way to go. I agree. And also, I wanted to thank Dr. Samuelitis and Facile because they provided everybody with a de-stress serum from the Facile skincare line, which we all need. Yeah, they just heard that, you know, we were doing this live event and asked if there was a way they could participate. And they just so generously donated those serums to everybody in the audience. And now everyone's going to be hooked on it. Yes. So everybody walked away with something fun to try and get to know. And we want to do more of this. We want to do more of this. So thank you again. We're like beating a dead horse by saying thank you, but we really do appreciate it. And y'all will be able to not only listen to Gwen's interview on Friday, but you'll be able to watch it on our YouTube channel. We also have a giveaway going on right now for the Violet Gray New Obsessions box. So over $700 worth of incredible luxury skincare and makeup products. One person will win this sold out box. You just have to enter on our Instagram. Follow us, follow Violet Gray, tag a friend and tell them why you're obsessed with them. And the giveaway closes on Wednesday, December 7th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific. So get those entries in. I've been really enjoying reading the sweet tags that people are commenting and tagging their friends and whoever is so cute. I'm glad we we did that prompt instead of just like tag a friend. It was like, you need to explain why you're obsessed with them. And it's like very heartwarming. Great job, Kirby. Okay, so another exciting news. We have our second annual Los Angeles Awards. Do, 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 do. 
So you all will be able to participate, obviously, because this is about you guys and what brands you loved, guests that you loved from this past year. And we'll be sending out a Google form like we did last year. So please, please, please take some time, fill it out. We would love to have you guys all participate. More details on our socials, but you'll be able to find the link on our Instagram, Facebook group, website, Twitter, all the things. So we'll be pushing that out and then that episode will go live. DVD. Okay. I got a good little wife today, which is actually inspired by a news piece. So I don't know if I've ever talked about Pound Cake, the pod. Have I, Kirby? I don't think so. Okay. So Pound Cake is this amazing brand that's based in Philly, founded by a very inspiring woman named Camille Bell. Pound Cake is only a few years old, but she basically was really frustrated with the industry's lack of inclusivity when it came to shade options, but specifically for lipsticks and specifically for red lipstick. You know, as a Black woman, she found it really hard to find one that worked for her, especially because so many times she would walk into a makeup store and people would say that she couldn't wear a red lipstick or the ones that she wanted to wear didn't show up on, you know, deeper skin tones. So she created... Cake Batter, which is the brand's award-winning semi-matte lipstick. It's won an Allure Best of Beauty Award. And she approached making it like people approach making a foundation. Like it just took so many revisions, so many trials, and she made obviously different shades. And what I love too about Pound Cake and Cake Batter is that you can take this fun quiz and Kirby, you'll have to take it because I want to know what your shade is. It's based on like trying to match your undertones. Obviously, you can wear all of the colors, but when you take the quiz, it'll recommend like, I think one or two. Mm -hmm. So there's like maraschino cherry, strawberry, raspberry, red velvet, red bean, and bloodberry. I took the quiz and I got strawberry, which is like a bit brighter than I would typically wear for a red lipstick. It actually looked really good on me. I was like, oh, okay, I guess I could wear like a brighter red. And I don't usually like matte liquid lipsticks, but it's a very, very creamy formula. This is going to stay put on your lips for hours. And I feel like it's a good time to bring it up, too, because, you know, the holidays, everyone loves to rock a red lip. So if you're looking for a really good, long lasting lip that you can wear to all of your holiday parties, eat through all of those meals, the cake batter is such such a good formula and it smells like pound cake, like out of the oven. Hence why it's called that. I was reminded that this is a wife because Pound Cake won Pharrell Williams's $1 million Black Ambition Grant, which is so huge. And they had actually already been, I think, in Coco Kind's incubator program and Sephora. So like they had been recognized by like a lot of different companies and founders as like a brand that's one to watch for sure. But you know, Kirby, there's like a million up and coming brands. It's hard to find funding, especially as a small brand that doesn't have that many SKUs. And so this was really, really huge. And so they were just awarded this last week. So a big congrats to Camille. And if you are looking for a really lovely 
red lipstick, head over to Pound Cake Cosmetics. Check out Cake Batter. It's $24. There are six different shades. And they also won the 2022 Glamour Award. So they've won a few awards. But Kirby, I'm interested to see what you get. My quiz said maraschino cherry, which is on pre-order. Is that a red that you would normally wear, you think? Yes, that's out of the options that I'm seeing. That's the one I would have gravitated towards, which is very exciting. I like the fact that it's just one product and a variety of shades of red with different undertones. I think that's like a really interesting way to go when it comes to launching a brand instead of having like a thousand different SKUs. Totally. And this brand is only a year old. It already has won this grant from Pharrell Williams. So that's very exciting for them. Sounds like onward and upward. The co-founders, Camille Bell and Johnny Velasquez, Camille's wearing it in this photo on WWD, and it is stunning. It kind of looks like she's wearing a Skims uh, bodysuit, honestly. And it's like, is this Skims, babe? You're like, I can identify any Skims product. It looks very much like Skims, and she is rocking this beautiful red lips. $24, love the price point. Yes. So congrats to them. Check it out. A bunch of us on the Refinery29 Beauty team did a review of the cake batter in all our different shades. So I'll link to that too so you can see what it looked like on a variety of skin tones. All right, let's get into some news. Sarah, do you want to enlighten us on the latest beauty concern? Oh my God. Did you read this, Kirby? I did read this. I also saw a very relevant TikTok slash reel about it, but please enlighten everyone about what's going on and then what we need to know about this. Okay. So I actually stumbled on this article on Apple News, which I get a lot of my news on Apple News, which I don't know what that says about me. Am I an old? Because I'm not getting it on TikTok. I'm getting on Apple News. Anyways, I don't know if it was targeted to me or if it was like going viral and everyone was seeing it. But I think if you follow beauty, you probably saw this article on CNN. The headline says, mother loses peripheral vision from apparent exposure to mercury in beauty creams. And then it continues and says, toxic levels in her home put family at risk, says experts. Okay, truly frightening. Hmm. My first instinct was like, okay, this has to be like fear mongering, but I'm like going to give CNN the benefit of the doubt. So this is a story that's part of a series on CNN called White Lies, which investigates skin whitening practices worldwide to expose the underlying drivers of colorism. So the TLDR of it, sort of. I encourage everyone to read it. So a woman in Minnesota lost part of her vision and inadvertently put her entire household at risk of mercury poisoning, most likely from using beauty creams containing high levels of the toxic chemical, according to a case report shared exclusively with CNN. So the report was shared by one Dr. Erin Batdorf with the Minnesota Poison Control System. So she conducts like home visits, or maybe not her herself, but in this report included information about how home visits are conducted by the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency, how they go about doing that to test levels of mercury in the household. And so what they found was this woman who lost her peripheral vision had these creams that had insanely high levels of mercury. I should say this too as a disclaimer, like mercury is banned 
from being included in beauty products. I think like most products, especially anything that has to do with being applied topically. So the fact that the products that she was using had such high concentrations of mercury meant they didn't really go into detail in this article, but I watched Charlotte Parlormino's explainer on Instagram and we will obviously link to it. But she basically concluded that the products were not made like in a manufacturing plant by like a official beauty company or cosmetic company. It seems to be that these beauty creams perhaps were purchased at like a local beauty shop or a farmer's market. So perhaps they were more like quote unquote homemade or quote unquote organic because mercury can be found in ingredients that are derived from plants. Like if you are sourcing ingredients from an area where there are high levels of mercury in the ground, and perhaps you didn't know, like those ingredients can, of course, when added to a beauty product or to any product, result in having high levels of mercury. Another thing, which I can't remember, I just said this, they were not labeled as skin whitening, but... A lot of products that have high levels of mercury are meant to lighten the skin. Which is why CNN covered this as part of this particular series, because so so your skin is a barrier. Mm -hmm. Mercury is one of the exceptions that it's easy to get into your bloodstream. That is why mercury has been banned from being in cosmetics because of this, okay? So this really is an anomaly. This is not like a normal thing that happens with your skincare products. However, mercury at one point was used a lot in skin lightening creams because it helps repress melanin production. When you were reading this initially, it says mother uses peripheral vision from apparent exposure to mercury and beauty creams. Toxic levels in her home put family at risk, says experts. That second line made me think, okay, but how do we know it's from the beauty product and not just something in your home? It's kind of like the BPA conversation. You know what I mean? It's like you get BPA all the time from like your Tupperware, from your plastic water bottles. Like it's not necessarily from like your skincare products. But now I'm on this website from the California government and it's says, is mercury in your home? And it says mercury containing products commonly found in homes. And it says effective January 1st, 2003, the California Mercury Reduction Act banned the sale of many products containing mercury, even though they are banned from the California marketplace. These mercury containing products still are frequently found in homes. Thermometers, thermostats, button cell batteries, fluorescent light bulbs, mercury switches in automobiles and appliances, barometers, blood pressure gauges, mercury added novelties like practical joke items, figurines, jewelry, toys, games, cards, ornaments, yard statues, figures, candles, holiday decorations, and footwear that contain mercury or mercury batteries. Some cosmetics like skin lightening creams and banned pesticides and latex paint. This is wild to me that a skin lightening cream could affect your home. It has to be two separate things, right? I know that the article is implying that these creams that this woman used resulted in her losing her vision, but then also affected her family. But I don't understand how that's possible. 
Following the referral, Batdorf and the MPCA visited the woman's house twice about a year apart. On the first visit, she showed the team skin whitening beauty creams from abroad, but said she was no longer using them. That's interesting to me. Abroad, the agency found the amount of mercury in two of those products to be several thousand times higher than the permitted levels of one part per million ppm in cosmetics and urine tests revealed high levels of mercury in her body, but mercury was not a noted ingredient on the products, according to the team. At the time, the agency did not consider the levels of mercury in her home to be a concern, but over the course of a year, the mother had increasingly elevated levels of mercury in her body, the case report states. Okay, this is where I think there's a lot of confusion, and I need something very clear to be explained. And then follow up by going to her house for a second visit and then found that two new beauty products a woman had bought at a local market. So like a farmer's market, right? Or like an apothecary or something? It's like homemade, DIY? Yes, exactly that. <laughs> One of which was not labeled as skin whitening, but is known to be used for this, also contain high levels of mercury. Maybe it was labeled skin brightening. She was looking to brighten her skin because she keeps using all of these products. Then they say the products found in her home were empty from use, but the MPCA team tested new unopened versions of the same product, finding extremely high levels of mercury of 11,000 and 18,000 parts per million. And then they tested her urine. They found extremely, extremely high levels of mercury. And then they tested certain areas in her home and found elevated levels of mercury. Then they tested her kids via urine tests and found that they had elevated levels of mercury. It says the children's bedrooms recorded levels up to 400 NG slash M3 and their towels read up to 600 milligrams per M3, according to a case report. Okay, this is like getting really in the weeds here. It is. My big thing here is I think, yes, the part about the mercury in her beauty creams that she bought from abroad and locally that had these insane levels of mercury in them. Yes, like that definitely could have led to her losing her peripheral vision. Okay, hold on though. So Dr. Bapdorf says this, anyone using a skin lightening product that contains mercury, unfortunately, is going to put the whole household at risk. How? Because it just emanates from the cream? There's no way to make sure that no contamination of the mercury will go to other household members. That's just not how mercury works. Wow. We need an episode on mercury. I am perplexed by this. This is crazy. It says the number one possible source of mercury exposure. Mercury has long been used in skin whitening products due to its ability to block the production of melanin, which we said. The U.S. FDA regulations and the Minamata Convention on Mercury, an international treaty to protect human health and the environment from mercury, limit the use of mercury in cosmetics, excluding to those used around the eye area. The product found in the woman's home, I mean, it was at outrageous levels. It was like 18,000 particles per million. At high levels, the inorganic mercury typically found in these products is extremely toxic, which, okay, makes sense. Chronic exposure can lead to kidney and liver damage as well as neurological damage, including personality changes, anxiety, depression, early childhood development issues, and seemingly shown in this case, vision loss. Okay, I've learned something new here. This is absolutely mind-blowing to me. Because again, I'm always trying to be, you know, very skeptical of everything. It's kind of like with Not So Pretty when they said that that woman got mesothelioma from her makeup products, but they like didn't test the house 
where it's like very common that you could get mesothelioma from like how your house is made. <laughs> you know what I mean? I obviously am not an expert. The people who wrote this article obviously did their research and cited all their sources, etc. But I think what made me not annoyed, but I was like, the fact that this is very rare that mercury can be found in beauty creams. I feel like that could have been highlighted a little bit more clearly because a lot of people are not going to be reading this and researching it the way that we are because we are beauty journalists and they're just going to read the headline and then they're just going to be like, shit, freaking out, freaking out. I would have loved for them to actually go into what these products were. Yes, where exactly were they obtained? Because Charlotte Palermino, she did a very, very great five minute long reel explaining this. Like this is not normal. Of course it's not. But that's not even said in here. Exactly. But the other part of it is that she's explaining, you know, where did this woman get these products? Were they bought randomly on Amazon somewhere? Was it like a DIY situation? I feel like that is a very crucial part of this entire conversation. A hundred percent. And especially because the series is about, you know, colorism and skin whitening and things like that. It makes it sound like beauty brands are just like throwing mercury and all their stuff to make you less melanated. And that's not what is happening here. No, totally. And now you're like, reading this headline and then you're like toxic levels in her home put family at risk you're like you're like so great my baby is going to be deformed or my baby's not going to live like so many things could run through your head when you read this headline yes exactly or am i am i hurting my children so i hope that you or someone at allure or maybe i'll get a freelancer i don't have time please hire someone <laughs> i don't love it but no not doing it have Charlotte write the story. <laughs> I just think the headline is a little misleading. It is terrifying. It is terrifying. And I'm I'm glad that they're calling out. But Mercury has been banned for a reason. I need to know more about these products. I'm like, did she get, where did she get them? Right. And what were the claims? Like, if it didn't indicate that they had Mercury in them, obviously. They weren't on the ingredient list or whatever. Yes. What were the claims of like using the product? What were they like? Was it going to, like I said, brighten, not whiten? Or maybe it did say whiten, but, you know, again, didn't include all of the ingredients. I'm not sure. So maybe there'll be a follow up. Maybe if we have time. Please, CNN, I'm begging you, begging you. Please give us some more intel. We wanted to talk about this because we've seen it floating around and we don't want anyone to be freaking out because... There is a very, very good chance that the products that you are using, products you purchased from reputable retailers are okay. Maybe something to be cautious and aware of at minimum or at maximum. At maximum, be cautious and aware. If you bought a rando beauty product that you felt was a little sus when you bought it, and now you're like, eh, this is, this is kind of freaking me out, look into it. Kirby knows this because I sent her a picture of my mom's like suitcase of beauty products from the Philippines. If you have skin whitening products or lightening products, perhaps you should just throw them away. If it says skin whitening, melanin suppressing, skin bleaching. Yes. Okay. That was really illuminating. We really went on a journey there. Well, it was, it's still, you know, it's just confusing to me still, but I'm glad that we walked through it together. But now I, I really want to deep dive on how mercury works. <laughs> it's terrifying. Okay. 
Moving on. Kirby, what's going on with our friends at Sephora? Okay, there is a class action lawsuit. And I just want to be very clear. A class action lawsuit really doesn't indict anyone. It doesn't mean that they're actually guilty. But nevertheless, this is happening. So Beauty Packaging reports class action challenges Sephora's clean label. I think we're going to see a lot more lawsuits coming around when it comes to clean in 2023. I think people are starting to get wise. (laughs) So it says this case contends that many items bearing the clean at Sephora seal contain ingredients inconsistent with how consumers understand the term clean. Huh, interesting, because guess what? There's no standard definition. But I digress. It says a class action complaint requesting a jury trial was recently filed in New York against Sephora, alleging that a number of cosmetic products tied clean at Sephora are loaded with synthetic ingredients, including some known to cause skin irritation or allergic reactions. Okay, see, this is already a problem for me. I know, me too. Because synthetic doesn't mean bad. Exactly. We need to do an episode on like biotech beauty ingredients. But like, yes, that was like, a big red flag for me. Same. Okay. More specifically, the case contends that a, quote, significant percentage of the items bearing the clean at Sephora seal contain ingredients inconsistent with how consumers understand the term clean. Nobody understands the term clean. That would be my basis for this entire lawsuit. I'd be like, throw it out. Nobody knows what this term means. It's up to everybody to decide. Sephora, at the very least, has line items of what they constitute to be clean right? Like, I'm not wrong about that, right? So like, at least they have a basis for what clean means to them. Credo at least has that. And some individual brands do as well. But all of those things differ. Some may overlap, but most don't. So it says, as a result of Sephora's false and misleading representation, certain items are more costly than similar products that are represented in a non-misleading way. Okay, so now they're getting into the price of it all, which is interesting. Yeah, which like, how can you even argue about that? Like, so they are citing a specific mascara from, say, and it says that it contains, quote unquote, numerous synthetic ingredients, several of which have been reported to cause possible harms. Per the complaint, the mascara's predominant ingredient is a compound of glycerol and steric acid that's manufactured via chemical reaction and sourced as a bioproduct in biodiesel production. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't. This is so stupid. This is literally the dumbest thing I've ever read. This is this is idiotic. Who is the person behind the class lawsuits? A complete dumbass. I'm just going to be honest. I'm sorry. Whoever did this, you need you need to find a new hobby. You've just also wasted so much money because your argument makes no sense. It says, as a result of the false and misleading representations, the product is sold at a premium price, approximately no less than $26. Do they understand that, like, say markets itself also is vegan, right? Because of that, it can't use a very popular ingredient in beauty products, which is beeswax. In mascara products, yes. Correct, yeah. And and, sorry, in mascara. Beeswax is what gives you the shape and the hold that you normally enjoy from a regular mascara. But because brands in an effort to be more clean are going vegan, you cannot use beeswax anymore. So I would assume, and we need to probably consult a cosmetic chemist about this, but glycerol and stearic acid manufactured via a chemical reaction. Guess what, man? Like, give me a chemical reaction. That's what science is all about. Like, that's called innovation. I don't. I am so confused. Let's just look up glycerol. This person is unaware of the fact that like 
biotech beauty and like synthetic ingredients that are made in labs can be considered sustainable and clean. This person is just like to Kobe's point, it's like, oh, it's not out of the ground and made from a plant. Oh my God. Sarah, first of all, I feel like a dumbass. Glycerol is glycerin. It's glycerin. You've got to be kidding me. Somebody, anybody, send this to whatever New York court, send this episode to this judge, throw it out. Glycerin is an amazing product. It is colorless, odorless, a viscous liquid that is sweet tasting and non-toxic. Shocking. If you go to the EWG and you look up glycerin, since I guarantee you this is probably the Bible for this person. Oh, look, glycerin. It says it's in the one to two level and its data is good. It is verified. It is a natural occurring alcohol compound and a component of many lipids. I hate to break to you, person. There's probably a lot of glycerin in all the products that you're using. Yep. It also has low cancer concerns, according to the EWG, okay? Low cancer concerns, low allergies and immunotoxicity, and low developmental and reproductive toxicity. It's like, give me a break. Glycerin is what's making this mascara actually like go on the lashes nicely. Get a grip. Get a grip. This is upsetting. This is one of those class action lawsuits that I think has absolutely zero merit. It is so dumb. And I just want to say that you all should go and follow Capricornium.skin. Tony, he's a content creator. He makes amazing content. And he recently did, about a month ago, a post about class action lawsuits. And it says, no, a class action lawsuit doesn't always mean a product is bad. And it goes into why class action lawsuits happen and what can come of it and how, you know, they reach settlements and stuff like that. It says, it's important to note the actual allegation being made. So for example, if there is a class action lawsuit involving a shampoo that is accused of causing hair loss, the actual lawsuit may not even be about whether the shampoo causes hair loss, but rather if the marketing claim used to promote the product were misleading, such as safe for all hair types. And that's what this class action lawsuit is doing. It's not proving that the say product is bad for you. It's just saying, hey, the marketing is misleading and they're charging more for it. But that brand is actually making a product that is different than other mascaras that aren't quote unquote clean. How can you argue that they're charging more for it? Like, what is your basis for that? Like compared to like L'Oreal Paris, which definitely is not clean, quote unquote. Yeah. And Sephora doesn't sell that. So it makes no sense. I think that the whole argument of it includes synthetic ingredients. Yeah, that to me is like, all right, please get a grip. You're done. You're done. Thank you, everyone, for listening this week. We will be back on Friday with another great guest interview. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts. I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. Gloss Angeles was created by us, Kirby Johnson and Sarah Tan. It's part of the ACAST network and licensed by Vice Media Group. Hold up. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah. 